0: Amen. Good morning. Welcome to Grace. Yeah, you all well, stand with us, let's sing out together. We're just going to keep on celebrating uh, the coming of Christ and sing uh, the song Joy to the World. And it's kind of an interesting one, kind of like Dave's been talking about, about uh, sort of that already but not yet feeling where Christ is here and Christ is in us, but uh, we're still waiting for his kingdom to come fully and for him to redeem the whole world. So uh, let's just sing out those words about that. Let's sing. Y'all feel free to clap if you like to
1: Joy to the world, the Lord is come Let earth receive her King Let every heart prepare Him And heaven and nature sing And heaven and nature sing And heaven and heaven and nature sing Joy to the earth, joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let all the songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, and flames. Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Let sin and sorrows go, No thorns infest the
2: crown,
1: he comes to make his blessings known, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as
0: the curse is found.
1: And wonders of his love
0: Woo! Y'all don't sound so good so bad for a day after Christmas. Good job. All right, let's keep singing out together.
1: of God's faithfulness to us. Thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. With mighty hands, sing With my hand singing With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm This love endures forever For the life that's been reborn This love endures forever Sing praise Sing praise Sing praise Sing praise, sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. God is with us forever, and ever, forever. From the rising to the setting sun, His love endures forever. And by the grace of God, we will carry on. His love endures forever You see Forever hey Amen
0: oh Man, it's great to sing with y'all you can Go ahead and take a seat
2: Verse 16, verses 13 through 18. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this passage that we've read today declares who you are, that you are the Son of the living God, that you are The rock that you are the church builder. Who we are is built solely around you. And though you are Lord, we do not always approach you as Lord. Father, sometimes we treat your son as if he is no more than a distraction. We confess our sins to you. my prayer, that as we go through this worship service and as we go through this week in our life, that we will give ourselves wholly to you, because it's when we give ourselves wholly to you that we find ultimate joy, ultimate peace, ultimate satisfaction, because we are being who you have created us to be. Father, may we declare that in song, may we declare that in word, and may we declare that in deed.
1: Release us, let us find our rest in Thee, Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the saints, Thou art dear desire of everything.
0: sing these as a church. One
1: day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as dark as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin. He dwelt among men, my example is He. Living He loved me, dying He saved me. Buried He carried, my sins far away. And rising He justified, freely for One day he's coming, oh glorious day. and rejected Bury our sins My Deem mercy One day the grave could seal Him no longer One day the stone rolled away from the door Then He arose or death He had conquered Now it's ascended My Lord and more Living He loved me Dying He saved me Buried He carried My sins far away and Rising He justified Freely forever One day He's come Glories will shine. Wonderful day, my beloved ones, reign. Glorious Savior, this Jesus is mine. Living, He loved me; dying, He saved me; buried, He carried my sins far away. If I <laughs>
0: Let's all stand together as we sing this last song. Let's proclaim as a church that Christ is our solid rock. Let's sing,
1: my hope is built on nothing less than in Jesus' blood. And righteousness, I dare not trust the sweetest friend but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ's Christ decide, rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. is Saint Joseph. Yeah. So this covenant, His blood, support me.
0: praise you and thank you that we are able to rejoice in your strength, God, to rejoice that you offer us your mercy, God, that you provided a plan to rescue us, God, it began before the beginning of time, God, continued in the cry of a small baby in Bethlehem, God, we thank you for your death on the cross for us to take away our guilt and shame. God, I pray that you will help us to live out your truth, God, now and to hope for your return. It's in your name, I pray. Amen. Good morning. Please
3: be seated. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is. Sinking Sand. That's a great, great hymn. And that's what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about finding your confidence in Christ. Finding your confidence in Jesus Christ for these last few days of 2010 and into 2011. Well, good morning again. My name is uh, Oscar Rocco, and I have the privilege of being before you here this morning. David Murray and family are visiting other families somewhere in Arlington or someplace like that. So he'll be back next week. But I get to be here and uh, share a couple of thoughts with you, and uh, so I hope you'll, you'll allow me to do that. I um, hope you also had, had a great Christmas, had a good Christmas. Um, I know in the, the Oroco family household, uh, we, we, we were here, uh, we went to the Christmas Eve service, it was really good, it was fun, then we went home, that's our family tradition, and opened up some few presents. Um, and then we go to sleep, wake up, and open more presents. And so it's a lot of fun, we enjoy And today, actually... Uh, the 26th is my wife's birthday, so she gets to open up more presents. So it's kind of fun, and we, we, we kind of enjoy that. It's a, it's a good and so basically, 2010 as a whole, yeah, kind of like Christmas, was kind of a, a pretty good year. I mean, we're a family that likes to share, so we all took turns sharing illnesses and things like that. Um, we, um, I mean, it was some good days, not so, not so good days, but overall, life's pretty settled, life's pretty comfortable, life, life's pretty good. Um, So I hope hope, kind of, that's the way it was for you. Hope you had a good Christmas. Hope you had a good 2010. But I don't know about about you, I know in our lives, in my life, um, life was not always that way. I mean, sometimes life was kind of hard and kind of demanding and challenging, just kind of tough physically and emotionally. And sometimes life is like that. Different seasons of life sometimes bring us different things. So, what I'd like to do uh, this morning is talk about finding your confidence in Christ. Because maybe this year for you was a good year and a good Christmas, and life is pretty good. But maybe for some of you, it wasn't such a good Christmas, it wasn't such a good year. And when you think about the future, when you think about 2011, whoa! I don't don't know, you know, in, in in this life that does not find much to put your hope in and confidence in. Um, it might be hard to find. It might be hard. You might be looking for, okay, I wandered into the doors of this church because I hear going to church over Christmas is a good thing. Um, or that's kind of what I do on Sunday anyway. Um, what I invite like you to do this morning is consider um, where Christ is and where your confidence is uh, in your life. So, if you would, uh, let's see. Let me uh, turn the page here and try to uh, try to go forward in a slide. It's kind of a tricky thing for me. There we go. I'd like to welcome you all? Welcome, welcome. <laughs> there we go. I'd like to invite you to find your confidence in Jesus Christ. That's a, our theme of today. Okay. I think there's a number of places you can find your confidence. Uh, certainly, the Bible. The Bible is one. Of them. It's probably the best one, but it's not the only one. Because there are all sorts of things that, that we are offered. Well, we have more information at our fingertips than we ever have. We, uh, we know things, we can multitask, we can do things. We're, a lot of us are very comfortable in what we do. So there's very, lots of different things we can place our confidence in. We can place our confidence in our position in this world, whether it's at a job or in our family. We can place our confidence in things that, uh, that tell us that you here, or click there or look at me or play this or play that. Um, we can put our confidence in money. We can put our confidence in being a mom or being a dad and that's how I, I made it to life. There's lots of things and lots of them are good things. But we're, we're, we're fans of football. Nothing wrong with football. Nothing wrong with playing games, enjoying one another, things like that. Where we start to get into trouble, though, is when we substitute those things for God's Word. And we find our confidence exclusively or predominantly in something other than Jesus Christ. And we can start getting into a little little bit of a, a headache. So what we're going to do this morning is a couple things. Um, basically, we would like to look at a, a piece of scripture. Uh, so if you can find a Bible, that will come in handy here. Um, there's, there's one in, usually in front of you in, in the pews, unless i am taking it. Uh, and so uh, we're going to look at that, and then we're going to try to apply our scripture to our, our church as a whole, um, and then to ourselves as individuals. Basically, this is the end of the year. I don't know about you, but toward the end of the year, I tend to get reflective. You know, life slows down a little, work slows down a little, and I tend to think think back. And I tend to, to look back, because it's good sometimes to look back and to see where we came from. I remember, again, earlier days in our marriage and our family, uh, things are hard, things are hard. It, there's a great magnet on the kitchen and my wife has it says, Mothering's not for wings." Life is sometimes a little difficult. Um, so I'd like to look at, at some scripture and but also see how it applies to us corporately here in the United States, the end of two thousand ten, how it applies to the Great Bible Church, and then specifically how it applies to you. And I think what we will find as we look at scripture is a basic message that you see, uh, that you see from this scripture is to find your confidence in Christ, in Jesus Christ, to discover your assurance two thousand eleven. In Jesus, to live life with passion and conviction and find that in Christ, to find your confidence in Jesus Christ. So, if you would, if you haven't found it by now, look at the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians is written by Paul, a uh, servant of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've ever heard of the General Electric Power Company. That's kind of how number. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. And we're looking at Philippians here. Philippians, and um, if you haven't found it already, uh, let me invite you to turn there. And while you're turning, let me remind you that all Scripture, all Scripture, everything you hold in your hand is god breathed And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, the man, the woman of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so, you'll see a little, little later on how at Grace Bible Church, we're trying to apply that and say that, the, that, we, that we believe that the Bible speaks to us with relevance and authority of Jesus Christ today. So, if you would, uh, turn to Philippians 1, 1 to 6, and allow me, if I could, to read it, please. It goes like this. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, or if you have the energy, it says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the end of the day. Of Christ Jesus. So let's consider these words again, first corporately to the church of Great Bible Church, and then specifically to you and I. And first of all, it's good to consider. I can get this click right. There you go. Hmm. Might be going backwards. Nope. No. Very good. Thank you. I was saved by a nice person there. Let's consider where we have been. Okay. Basically, here, in, in, in Philippians 1, um, 1 to 6, Paul starts, he points to the past. He starts off pointing to the past. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray for you. Paul begins uh, in, book, in, in verse 1. He he, he announces who he is. He and Timothy are servants of Christ Jesus. And now these servants are thankful. They are thankful for people that they are remembering. But why is Paul thankful? Take a look at verse 5. Because of your partnership in the Gospel from the first day until now. Paul is thankful because he remembers what life was like. He remembers the people that he worked with, the people who partnered with him. In the work of the gospel, in the work of the ministry, he remembers good folks, and he is thankful for them, and he prays for them with joy. Now, I'm thankful. I'm standing up here, but what you what you should see. I mean, you see Chris, you see another thing, you see oh, the nice person that saves me up there. You see lots of pieces coming together. There's people watching children back there on on normal weeks, not this week, but. Other weeks, there's Sunday school going on, adult Sunday school at del children's Sunday school over here. I mean, this work of the ministry is done by people like you and me. There's deacons running around out there making sure, trying, trying to make sure everything stays straight. You know, and people like you and me, busy people, hectic people, not perfect people, not school trained in all sorts of high highfalutin things, but, but people who are involved in the work of the ministry. And and it could be sharing a few moments, sharing a a few um, bits of energy that you have, people with day jobs, people who are moms. um, But Paul is thankful, and I am thankful, for people like you. People who work hard, but also who apply themselves to the kingdom of Christ. So basically that's what Paul is saying here. He's being thankful for where we have been. So now, in this church, at Grace Bible Church, Let's see. Forward, forward. Oh, at Grace Bible Church. Thank you. Um, it was not always what you see now. Basically, Grace Bible Church began in 2006 and started a place called Timber Ridge Elementary School. It was a nice school with nice people that let the church meet there. And, and people like you and me would not be able to come in and sit in nice seats like this. Basically, had to come in week after week, and set up the chairs, break down a bunch of it was a, school, it was a lunchroom, break down a bunch of tables, set up a bunch of chairs, and at the end of the service, stack all the chairs, lay all the tables back up. There was there was work to be done, and that's that's how the church started. But even during that time, uh, Dave would preach, uh, Chris would, would, would uh, lead praise and worship, and life was pretty good. And there were good people. People that we can be thankful for, who back then, uh, like now, put up their lives and efforts and energies into the work of the ministry, into the work of Jesus Christ. So basically, and this is kind of an example of what Paul is talking about, It's how to find your confidence in Christ. But that was then, and this is now. So the question is, what about you? What about you here and now, today? You know, again, when you think back on 2010, maybe you think, oh, what a good year. Oh, I like that. I hope 2011 is like that. But maybe you don't think that way. And you say, man, ah, I sure hope 2011 is nothing like 2010. In fact, you know, I'm not really sure how I'm going to get through the finances this year or the health issues or these relationships that are fracturing and that I've built much of my life in. How am I going to get through school? How am I going to get through life? And these are questions some people have. You might have today. There might be a deployment on the horizon. There might be uh, kids on the horizon. And all sorts of things in life happens. You see, God saves us through the person of Jesus Christ. But he doesn't just leave us on the earth and then walks away. But he, he leaves us here for a purpose so we can work out our salvation in him with fear and trembling. And this salvation that came, as you probably know, did not come cheaply. There's no such thing as cheap grace. We are great beneficiaries of that. We are great benefactors of that. It it is imparted to us. Um, But it costs God his son. I have two sons. And I love you all very much. But I don't know that I know. I would not want to kill one of them, have one of them killed, uh, or people a lot like me. And you take a perfect son, the son of Jesus Christ, who who walked this earth, who lived a life, at least similar to you and I, at least in the the days and culture of those days, but then willingly gave himself over to be tortured and to be killed for your sake and my sake. This is the God that we can have confidence in, because he gave of his ultimate self to us. This is the God of the Bible. This is the Jesus Christ who seeks to have a personal relationship with you. So, if you look back over time and you think, oh, well, I, I've been friends with Christ for a while now. Well, then that's something to be thankful for. That's something to hold on to. And we'll see in a few moments, that's something to do something with. But if that's not you today, if you wandered into church and say, this is what we should do on Sunday, well, then to we invite you to be a part of the family of Jesus Christ. To come to know him personally to come to know him deeper. The person that Jesus Christ made you and loves you and cares for you, do not leave 2010 without knowing him personally as your Savior and your Lord and the person that you can find your confidence in in 2011. So we looked at the past, and now we look at where we're at. If you would, uh, look again in, in the book of Philippians, verse 3. and Paul says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. From the first day until now. From the first day until now. Until today. Until this present day. Until here and now. You see, a relationship with Christ, I take that back, Christianity is not about a religion that says, do this, do that, do the other thing, and do it for the rest of your life, and then we, there's some vague promises at the end. What it is, it's a relationship, not a religion. A relationship that, like many other relationships, needs to be at its best when you spend time with that person, when you spend some energy with that person, when you engage with that person. A lot of you have relationships of people that you're close to, but you might have also had relationships with people you used to be close to, or you'd like to be close to, but you're not today. This relationship is pretty similar. It, it's a relationship with Jesus Christ that calls for you to stay engaged. Not to say, that's good, that's something I did a few years ago, but to stay engaged, to, to grow in Christ, to spend some time with Scripture, to sen- spend some time with prayer, to, to spend some energies in this relationship. So this is where we're at now, and I hope this is where you're at. And this is also where the church is at. Basically, in 2008, while I was still in Iraq, uh, the people of Timber Ridge Elementary did us a great favor. They kicked us out. They said, all right, your lease is up, we love you, but there's the door. And so what that did is that forced the leaders of the day, the church leaders of the day, to find a place to look around and, and, and do things like, like many of us have done, look for a place to live. And so this this building became open. And, and the building you live in now, or live in now, the building you go to church in now, this building became open. Now Back then we didn't have all the, the some of the fancy things we have now. Um, and these, these kind of screens, not the fancy ones that I don't really know how to make go up and down, but they do. Um, and there was other things that that we, had, that we have now they did not have then, but still it was, a, it was a church that sought to worship Jesus Christ. And it was also a church that sought to develop a vision and a mission for, for what it should be and what we felt it should be. So we can take a look here for a moment at the vision. Let's take a look at this. This is the vision of the church that, that you are attending This is our vision. And like many visions, it's probably not one that's going to get accomplished in our lifetime. But instead, by the grace of of God and and the mercies of Jesus Christ, it is something we can spend our lives engaging in and going about doing. Because Grace Bible Church, your church, exists to glorify God by multiplying the followers of Christ among every people group. Now, we did not make this up. We're not that smart. Basically, it's taken from, from the Great Commission. So it, it's just how, how we see it. And along with that comes a mission, a mission that speaks to the task and purpose of this church. Let's take a look at the mission. about trusting God's grace, about submitting to his Bible, because it is relevant today. It is authority for today, and it's about being His church, about being His church when you're in here gathered on Sunday morning and everyone looks good and when, you're, when we're all dispersed at school or at sports or at work or at home with kids, without kids, as a single, as a, as a grandparent. Um, it's about being his church, of being the church of Jesus Christ wherever, wherever God might find you, wherever you might be that day. So as we go through the year. not only are we the church corporately here, but also we are the people of that church. And as individuals, we basically get to live our lives and and hopefully with its lives of confidence in in Jesus Christ. But going back to the church as a whole, uh, I'll spend a a few moments here kind of reviewing this year and where God has allowed us to be this year. Perhaps you're involved in small groups. Small groups are great to be involved in. I say... Find your confidence in Jesus Christ. One way to do that is to be involved in a small group that that seeks to to be missional. It's social, but yet it has a mission, the mission of, of, of imparting the life of Jesus Christ with one another. Perhaps you go to Sunday school. It's great to go to Sunday school. That can be your small group. It's a place for kids, but not just for kids. It's also a place for adults to grow in Christ. Perhaps you can be part of a special event. This is basically you and a bunch of friends doing things together. Here's a bunch of friends doing a banquet and doing a race, all members of, of Grace Bible Church. You can go to special services this coming year. In, in 2010, on a misty morning in um, at Ellison High School, not too far from here, we all enjoyed the Easter Sunrise service. It can be about youth group. If you're, a, and there's all sorts of youth group, from little youth to big youth, not sure how all that works, but it's about being involved in youth group, if that, that applies to you. You, get involved, you can get involved just by playing football. What a good deal. Spend some time, get to know other people outside of the, the comforts of the pews, and engage with folks, and grow in Christ on a playing field. Or you can can also be the Church of Jesus Christ and and share the love of Christ with with people, frankly, you don't know, and people I don't know, who are your neighbors up the street, down the street, do some Christmas caroling and and pass it them the message of Christ. And then lastly, you can be involved with the church in some community outreach. Uh, Recently, church members went and helped some people who could use some help, and it's just a good thing to do, to be His church, to be His church, here, right here in this part of, of Central Texas. So this is where we're going. This is where we are, and, and next we'll look at where we're going, but where we are as a church and God willing as individuals are people who can find our confidence in Jesus Christ, are people who can find our hope and our peace in our hard days in Jesus Christ, who people, are people who can see beyond ourselves to be his church uh, in other places, again, home, work, school, wherever that might find you, to be the church of Jesus Christ wherever you are, wherever you might be on Sunday morning, or on Monday morning, or throughout the week. Find your confidence in Jesus Christ. So third, we're going to look at we looked at where we have been, where we are, and now where we're going. So if you would, one more time, uh, look at Philippians uh, chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And if you ask Paul, so what do you think about the future? What do you think of 2011? How how do you feel about this year to come? He will say something like this, verse 6. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This, this counts for the Bible Church and it counts for you. And, you. and you, and you. It counts for all of us. Again, God does not leave us here on this earth just to wallow and try to find aversions and medicate ourselves. And we can't. And it, it leaves us here to work out our salvation again, wherever that finds you tomorrow morning, and to, to live it out in front of other people and for other people, many of whom do not sit in, in, in these church chairs with you today. Now, as a church, as a Grace Bible Church, the, the pastoral staff, the, the elders, they don't have all the answers to all the questions of what about the future, but they have a couple of ideas. Um, but one thing I think is rather certain is that what you see here and now is not the end state, it's not the final product. But basically, as the church continues for the next year for the next decades, um, there will be some kind of growth. And it will be growing on this present property or growing in, uh, in a future facility. So where we're we going also asks the question of the church, where are we going? And one way to look at that is to pray about it and to think about it. And one of the things that the church leadership here did in 2010 to consider the future was to do a prayer walk of a potential new property. They walked around, they got their feet dirty, they prayed and prayed and prayed. What what does the future look like when Grace Bible Church God? We don't really know. But we do know that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So... One day, we might build a church on this property. One day, it may not be this property, it might be another property, it might be here. But for sure, we can have confidence that God did not build up this church in a school to leave it around. And God did not build you up from wherever you came from just to leave you and let you walk around. Instead, God says through Scripture, find your confidence in Jesus Christ. In 2011, find your hope your peace, find your confidence through life in Jesus Christ. If you seek to find it in yourself, eventually you will fail yourself. Probably all of you have experienced this. I know I have. If you seek to trust something else, eventually it will fail. But not Christ. So find your confidence in Jesus Christ. Uh, lastly, you might ask, So how do I do this again? How do I find my confidence? And again, I go back to knowing the person that you have confidence in. Engaging, growing closer to Jesus Christ. Taking your Bible and reading it on a a regular basis. You can use the uh, the Bible reading plan that's out there on on the front. And this is a great plan on how to read the Bible. But frankly, sometimes... I just pick up a book and I read it from one end to another, and I don't need a plan. That's another way to do it. You can memorize scripture through uh, the top, topical memory system, which you might have seen out there. Spend some time in prayer. Pray for your relationship with, with God. Pray for your, the folks that, that you love. Pray for folks who don't know Christ. Get involved in a small group, in a Sunday school, in community service, in outreach, in youth group or helping youth groups, or helping with the nursery. Um, find a way. Everyone has got some talents. Everyone has got gifts. Everyone has got interests. I find it is best if you do things that kind of line up with your interests and your talents. And, and generally like is a little better that way. There's plenty of work in the ministry to be done here in 2011. And so I invite you to find a way to get involved. And in that way, get involved in a work in a ministry, get involved with other people, you can begin to find your confidence in Jesus Christ. So, basically, in conclusion, or finally as a final thought. You might have been challenged this year. And you might be looking at 2011 and saying, I don't know if I can keep going. And I sure don't think I can help any at the church. Well, I'm here to tell you, and God through Scripture is here to tell you that He is interested in you and wants a personal relationship with you, wants that to begin in the first place. But for a lot of us, that relationship has already begun. So now it's about growing in Christ in 2011, about contributing, about engaging, about growing deeper with God. So, do you have to be young, a young person, I tell you, find your confidence in Jesus Christ. Or, what do have to be just young at heart? God, through His Scripture, says, find your confidence in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you give us life and breath. And you did not just leave us on this world to wallow about in the muck and the mire of sinful people and even sinful us. But instead, you reached into this world and you sent your son Jesus that, that, his, that, his free, that, his, that his free gift of grace would be free to us. But it was certainly not free to you or it cost you his life. Father, now I pray that in 2011, as we turn the pages of this year, that you would first of all be our Savior. That you would first of all that we would give us a knowledge and a presence of Christ. We know that, that you give it to us. We know that all we have to do is accept it. I pray if there's anyone here who has not accepted Christ, that today would be the day we start off 2011 by being a Christian, by being a man or a woman of God. And that if it is already the case for, for us here, that 2011 would be a, a, a year that we engage in Christ, that we grow deeper in Christ. That we grow in Christ as an individual, a a couple, as a family, as a single, uh, as a parent, as as whatever roles you've given us in life. That we would be about the work of the ministry wherever we might find ourselves, from the laundry room to the classroom to uh, to a a sporting field. Father, I pray that we would grow in Christ through our interactions, that we would share the gospel and the things we say and do, that we would live out. Christianity as it should be laid out, And I pray that we would engage in our own relationship with you. Um, engage in our relationship through reading and to prayer and through memorizing scripture, Father. And I pray for this church that you would allow your not perfect people to be about to work the your ministry. That you would continue to grow this church in, in, in depth and also in breath, Father. And I pray that for each of us we would find a place to contribute, to engage and to, to grow in Christ. Thank you for our time here together. I pray that you give give us all a, a safe uh, a safe day and safe time until we should meet again. We think we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for coming. Great Bible church. Have a great day.